0: and I'm so excited because this is week 1 of family talk. And this series is all about the power of the tongue. And like I loved I think I can't remember if it was like a volunteer rally last week or maybe it was in a gathering but somewhere asked, someone asked the question, do you struggle with your tongue? Right? And I swear it was like 100% participation. Everybody was like, "Yep, that's me. I'm there." And, um, and so I, it's one of those things that we all struggle with this thing about the tongue. And it's hard to control. It's almost impossible. His word tells us to tame. And we're going to kick off this brand new series. I'm super excited because we've got some, speaking of family talk, we've got some family on stage with us. Can we just say thank you to these guys? We thought how, so on stage we have, we have staff members we have team leaders, we have deacons, we have staff spouses. I mean, like, this is like a jambalaya of incredible people. And um, I'm th- so thankful we want to lead out and just come together and have this awesome family talk in this series. And talk about the power of the tongue. Because if we're honest, you probably struggle with this. And if I'm honest, I struggle with this too. And this is going to kick off a three-week series. And today's message is entitled, Tongue Control. Tongue Control. Turn to your neighbor and say tongue control, right? And so, like, you ever just, like, popped off on somebody, you know? No, not you guys. Okay, cool. I forgot, y'all. Super holy. Us online. Okay, we're we're, we're syncing. We're vibing. Like, you ever just, like, popped off? And maybe you had every right to. And maybe you were like, you know what? This person did this. And if you were to get up here and you would tell us what that person did to you, we'd all be like, yeah, go get them. Go get them safety off, get them, you know, and, and, and maybe you, they had every right to, or, or, or maybe, maybe they just caught you on a bad day, and you went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and they did not take the pickles off your sandwich, which you were real specific about taking the pickles off your sandwich, and you were like, you know what, Chick-fil-A drive through person, you're about to get it, and you're like, safety off, let's go, and, um, and you just unload your cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, or maybe for you, it's a little more subtle, right? Maybe it's not necessarily like piping off or popping off, but maybe for you, it's, it's subtle and it's, I cannot believe they said that. Can you? I can't. That just, whew. oh my goodness, I can't. It's crazy, right? That's crazy. They, they, I can't believe they would do that. And instead of going to the person that we're talking about, I'm going to them, and then I'm going, oh, hey, what's up, Dan, how you doing, Renee? I cannot believe, can you believe that? I can't believe it either. It was wild, you know? Mm, Excuse me. I just was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm sipping tea, you know? It's important to know Pinky's always up. It's a classy establishment, Pinky up. And I just, I can't believe that he said that. Or he would do that. I mean, what are we going to do about it? yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to other people I know I'm not gonna talk to them I'm gonna talk to other people and maybe that's where you're at when it comes to like this, the power of the tongue and what you struggle with like maybe it's not necessarily like popping off but maybe it's like popping under you know what I'm saying it's going like it's very subtle it's under the radar maybe you're more like just stirring the pot and I'm gonna light a little fire we're gonna talk about that in this series and and today kicks off three weeks of this series called family talk I promise you you're not gonna miss this thing you're not going to want to miss a single week. of this? almost prophesied and said you're not going to miss a single week of this, and I believe that's true, um, but you're not going to want to miss a single week of the series because week one is tongue control. Man, it's can the tongue be controlled? We're going to ask that question. We're going to lean in. We're going to listen, and then week two, which is next week, you're not going to, want to miss it. We're giving out some really cool stuff. Um, it's all about how powerful and how our tongue is literally like a flame is what God's word talks about. And that title of that message is going to be called Tongue Torch. And I promise you it's going to be incredible. It's going to change your life. Do not miss next week. And then we're going to wrap the series up in week three with a message called Tongue Tide, And we're going to answer the question like, is it, is it possible to tame your tongue? And if it's not, and if it really, if the tongue really is untamable. What does that mean? And what really hangs in the balance? This is week one, week one of Family Talk. We're so excited you're here to be a part of this um, series and um, I had this incredible illustration last actually this morning, 2 a.m. Thank you, Jesus, it was awesome. Um, so let me just back up a little bit, I'll tell you the story. Um, so how many, how many can testify that home ownership is fun? Okay. We all kind of laugh. It, it can be fun, but and there's a lot of times home ownership cannot be fun, right? Like when we lived in an apartment, they came, they fixed everything. It was awesome. When you're home, no one does that. Like she calls me. That's my wife, by the way, Dieter. Isn't she amazing? Um, like I, I'm who she calls. Hey, this is, you know, and we, so I've learned to fix a lot of stuff. Learned to fix like garbage disposals and washing machines and water heaters and maybe for a lot of you that's not a big deal. For me that's like climbing Mount Everest and thank goodness for YouTube because if it were not for that I couldn't do any of this stuff and so I fixed a lot of cool stuff and, um, and learned a lot which is awesome. Uh, and a couple of days ago, about a week ago um, learned about these things called GFCI outlets didn't, maybe some of you know what that is if you do that's awesome. I had no clue like, before a week and a half ago And apparently what it is, is these outlets that will cut off the circuit. Am I saying this right, Pastor Denny? It'll cut off the electricity if it gets tripped so it doesn't burn your house down. Is that like in a nutshell? Kinda, Kinda. okay, I'm close. And so ours outside outlets tripped and so it wasn't working. And so I was like, oh man, okay. So then I looked up YouTube videos, figure how to do it. They're like, go into your garage. I'm like, what if you don't have a garage? And so fi- finally found the, the G- GCFI outlets that would trip it to reset it, and ours was like by our sink in our kitchen, just fun fact. And so, um, but I thought it was like on the breaker box in the shed, so I moved all of our, all our boxes outside, including our Christmas ornaments and decorations and all that stuff, left them outside fixed. The um the the breaker box then went and fixed inside and reset the GFCI outlet, and it worked. I was like, great, this is awesome. So I plugged in a uh, an edger to like make sure it's working. Then I'm like, I might as well edge a little bit. And then my wife is like, hey, we really got to get going. We got to be here to meet these people to do this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we rush, rush upstairs, take a shower, we leave, and then um, late we come back. It's it's after dark, you know. And about 2 a.m., our son Judah, he's five months old. He wakes up. And so my wife goes down. She lets the dog out with Judah. And um, not the dog out with Judah. She lets the dog out separately. We keep Judah We keep Judah in the house because we're responsible parents. So we keep Judah in the house. And, um, and so I get woken up by my wife. And she's like, hey, um, just want you to know, She's like, I need you to get up and help. She's super calm. I'm not even making this up. She's so calm. And she's like, I need you to get up. She's like, I'm pretty sure you left Christmas decorations out. And we had this really bad storm that came in last night. And it just soaked and poured and poured and poured. And I'm like, oh, my, you know, that feeling in your stomach like you done messed up. And so um, so, I'm, so I run downstairs. And we go outside. And thankfully, all of our decorations were in these like water Waterproof tubs, they're sealed up, and so, except for this one box. And this one box um, was a little cardboard box by this big, by this big. And it's where we kept all of our really, really sentimental ornaments in. Um, and so, and it's like full of water. And it's just like, you know, all of the ornaments. Some of these ornaments I've had since I was like one years old. Um, and then I've had one since five. And we go through it and we bring them all in the kitchen. and um, we spread out these towels on our counters and we put out all the Christmas ornaments to dry out, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, what's ruined, what's not. Thankfully, like most of them were fine. Our, our kitchen now looks like a little Christmas village. It's nice. Um, and then we look in the box and there's this one ornament that is not fine and it's just this like pile of mush and it, we turn it over and it's Lucy's handprint and it's like Lucy's first Christmas, you know. And it's her handprint, and it's just completely ruined. And, um, and, I get, and you, know, you know that feeling you get that's like, man, I, this was real bad. Like, you start saying things. I my positive self-talk in this moment, I'll be honest, was not very high. Um, and I'm, like, bracing myself because I'm, like, bracing for what my wife's about to say. You ever been there where you're like, okay, just brace yourself? You're like, hold, you know? And, um, and especially when, like, you know she's right. Everything she's about to say, I've already said it in my head, you know, including like a bunch of expletives that, you know, I know she, she's about to say, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She would say it. I was joking. And, um, and she just was so gracious in this moment. And I, I literally, she had every right to say everything she wanted to say. I mean, she had every right to safety off and just unload the clip, right? You know, like, it was there. And I remember sitting there going, oh, man, okay. And, and all she said was, it's okay. I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> and she said, let's, let's go to bed. And I remember just sitting there going, like, what? Like, I, I knew what she wanted to say in this moment. I, I knew it. I knew everything she wanted to say, everything, I I, I, I knew it and I was ready for it. And all she said was, it's okay, I love you. I'm not mad anymore. (laughs) And And I don't blame her, I'm like, you have a right to have been mad, you know, and to still be mad. And what it was, was I watched my wife in this moment and I watched her control her tongue. And I thought, man, like that's grace I had no business deserving, you know. In my mind, I'm like, you lazy sack of trash, like you left these boxes out, right? You know what I mean? Like I, had, I was just letting myself have it. And she was just super gracious, held her tongue and just said, hey, it's okay. Let's go to bed, you know, it'll be okay. She's like, I need to buy new Christmas decorations now, you know, so, um, but it's, and I just watched her control her tongue. And, and today we're gonna spend just a few minutes talking about and diving into God's word. And, and find out what his, what God's word says about our tongue. And if you have your Bibles, that's awesome. You can bring them out. Um, if you don't have your Bibles, that's totally okay. We're going to have the scriptures on the screen. We're going to have notes on the screen. If you have your phone, you can actually pull it out. If you haven't already downloaded the Uversion app, you can download that. And you go to events and you can find Momentum Church Pensacola, Momentum Church Gulf Breeze, Momentum Church Navarre. You can find them all there. And you can actually follow along with the notes. They're all loaded in there for you. And as we dig into this and so today we're going to look at a letter from the brother of Jesus named James and so James writes this letter and, and here in this moment he's writing to these, um, these these Jewish Christians that at this time lived outside of Israel and so he's writing this letter and to give you some more context of, of James and kind of the the um, filter in which he wrote his letter, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people, theologians look back and they're like, you have Paul's view of grace and faith, and then you have James, and 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 it's a lot of times they'll try to pin it, it's either or, but when you look at both of their perspectives on on faith and of works and of grace, it paints this full big picture, and what I mean by that is Paul was very much. Paul wrote, man, hey, Jesus satisfied every need of the law, so just get close to Jesus, put your faith in Jesus, and that's it, and which is true. And then you had James who comes along, and James, in in James, the second chapter of his letter, James says, listen, faith without works is actually dead. And so he's, and what he's saying in this moment is like, hey, yes, faith in Jesus alone is it, but hey, don't neglect your life. Don't neglect the morality. Don't neglect the living and the choices and the decisions you make. He says, listen, don't neglect that. So it's like, yeah, you put your hope and faith in Jesus. Absolutely. But you also walk with him and try your best to look like him, talk like him, make decisions like he did, love people like he did. And so it's a, it's a, it's a both, it's a both thing here. And he comes along and says, listen, your, your, your actions are actually like indications of your faith in God. And that's where we kind of have to look at it and go, man. Do, are my actions indicating my faith in God? And that's a question I would, I, would say I would wrestle with if I were you. You don't need to do it tonight. But at some point you owe it to your future self to wrestle with it and to go, man, hey, are my actions, in the, are, are, are they an indication of my faith in God? Or are they the opposite? Because sometimes we, faith in God, faith in God, but we just make decisions without consulting him at all. We make decisions that don't look like anything like him. We use our tongue in ways that don't honor God. And it's like, man, how, how do you reconcile that? You know, how do you reconcile Man, okay, this is where, and this is what we're going to dig into today. This is the third chapter of James' letter, and um, he's writing, again, to these Jewish Christians that lived outside of Israel at the time, and so I love this. We're going to read through this. You can jump in. uh, Chapter 3 of James' letter, verse 1, all about controlling the tongue. This is so good. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. You can say amen right there if you'd like. Verse two, indeed, we all make mistakes. There you can say amen, okay? Say amen. There we go, amen. So I'll talk back, this is good stuff. Indeed, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, he just goes straight forward, just right for the, for the heart. It says we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way verse three, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in his mouth. If you've ever ridden a horse, like you can control where this giant horse goes by this tiny little thing in its mouth. Now, isn't that a great reflection of your life and of my life right here? In verse four, and a small rudder, A small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In verse 5, in the same way, the tongue is this small thing. Turn to your neighbor, say small thing. That makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Are you keeping up with the fires going on in California? It's wild, man. It is a wildfire. It's also wild. Um, I'm sorry. That was not a joke. I did not mean to make that funny. Um, but it's, what's crazy is literally these giant fires were started by this tiny spark. And it was this gender reveal party. And there's a little smoke bomb that's like blue smoke, pink smoke, purple smoke, you know. And, um, and that little spark from that thing started these great fires. And that's usually how it goes when things are super dry there's not a lot of water on the ground. And then these wildfires start. And it's actually happening right now. And God talked about it in his word. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Verse 6. And among all the body parts, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. That's pretty powerful stuff. It says it can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire By hell itself. James isn't pulling any punches here. And this is why when you, if you've ever read the book of James, like there's many moments when you read it and you feel like James is sitting there going, where's your toes? I'm going to get them because he steps on our toes and he makes us uncomfortable because he's bringing attention to things in our lives that may or may not look very like much like Jesus. And so he's going, Hey, have you thought about this area? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And this is another one of those moments, and we'll pick this up in verse 7. And so what I'm doing right now is going through the scripture for this series. And we're going to go back to the top and talk about a couple of these verses. But verse 7, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. Somebody say, no one. one. You you sing that Alicia Keys song if you want. No one, no one. Anybody? Anybody? The way I want to feel for you, you and me together. Sorry. After day and night, I don't worry because everything's gonna be all right. No one, no one. No one. See, that was free. You came here, you didn't expect that. Leaving you with a little something extra to take home, you know. Um, But it talks about how our tongue, it's restless and it's evil. It's full of deadly poison. Verse 9. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Now this is one of those moments where I really don't have to push hard to convince you that this is true right? Because with the same tongue, sometimes we praise our Lord and Savior, and other times with that same tongue, we curse his children. And how do you reconcile that difference? How, how do we reconcile that? On the one hand, we, we praise God, and we come in here, we sing, 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 sing. And on the other hand, we come back, and we're like, I just, I can't, I just can't believe it. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I'm shocked. I'm appalled. That's a great word. Word of the day, appalled. I'm appalled. Like, I never in a million years. Now, man, okay. I think we just need to maybe leave. Maybe go or, you know, do something. I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't, I just can't be around them, you know? I can't be around her. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. Okay. Good talk. No, not you, not you guys. Not you guys. But we do this, and we, with one hand, we, we, we love and we praise God, and on the other hand, we curse his children. And we go and we, we start these little fires. And it says, verse 10, and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. So even James is going, hey, listen, like, this is happening, but you have to understand, this is not right. That's right. It's not right. And does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? He's like, because that doesn't reconcile. You don't have springs that are fresh water and bitter water. Like, those two things don't go hand in hand, they do not coexist. Yet somehow in our tongue, these two things coexist. Sometimes daily, sometimes hour by hour. In verse 12, it says, Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs no nope you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring and so I want to talk through this verse with you a couple of times or or talk about a couple of things I'm going to give you three points to take home you can take notes um it's really going to help you and if you're here and you're not a Jesus follower like that's totally okay this is still really going to help you when it comes to controlling your tongue and 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 really letting the stuff guide you in fact it's going to make you a better employee it's going to make you a better friend a better you know husband father's you know son brother daughter aunt whatever, like it's going to help you in your life. If we can get this down and we can really understand this. Go back to verse 2. Let's read this together. Indeed, we all make mistakes. Someone say amen. 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 If you didn't say amen, you may be perfect and this may not be the place for you. Be real honest. Indeed, we all make mistakes for if. And this word if is where I really want to land for just a minute. Because it says right here in his word for if. For if we could control our tongues, notice he doesn't say it's impossible. He just says, if we can get this down, here is what hangs in the balance. If we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. He's literally saying, man, if we can nail this one thing, Like, I know it's hard and it's not easy, but if we can get this down, it will make every aspect of your life and of my life better. We could actually control ourselves in every other way. That's a really big promise, right? If we could just control our tongues, and that if is a really big sentence, number one, I want you to know this. Number one, God knew this would be hard. This is not something where he was like, just figure it out, you'll be fine, it's going to be great. Like He literally says, for if we can do this, all this stuff will come next. But this is a big if. Some, turn to your neighbor and say, big if. Big, this is a really big if because God knew this would be hard. So do not be surprised when you have people come to your table and they're like, I just, I can't believe it. Never in a million years. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. We thought, you know, don't be surprised when people want to gossip and they want you to, have to come to this moment and they want you to feed in, feed in, feed in. Yeah, what do you think? One of the most dangerous questions is, hey, what's a, what do you think about that? You know, and in that moment, you have a choice to make. And it's this choice. And and this is where, like, this is literally, this is where, this is the the pinnacle of this moment comes. Talks about controlling your tongue or not, is when that person comes to you and they go, can you believe that? I, and that moment happens, you get this opportunity. You can either pour, pour, pour water on it, or you can pour gas on it. And what that means to illustrate that, I thought about bringing like a barrel and start a fire and do like gasoline and water. And then literally everybody I ran that idea by said, no, like seven people, I pushed really hard. Um, But, you know, we have this choice. And, and you need to know a couple of things. Number one, like this, God knew this would be hard, but you can do it. And it's really simple is when somebody comes to you and they're asking you to, to support what they're talking about, or they're like, one of the greatest things you could say, I mean, you wanna have fun with this? You can have fun with this. You go, that just doesn't sound like them. Let's go talk to them. You wanna shut them down quick? It's really simple and it's hey that that doesn't sound like them that doesn't sound like her that doesn't that doesn't sound like him. Have you tried calling him? I think you should call him. I really think that'll help you. Maybe call him. You may go with you. you good? You know what I'm saying like that shuts it down way faster because and, and here's here's the other part of this man. Because here's what, you know, here's what happens is you get this choice and you could pour water, you pour gasoline and oil, gasoline on it. So you could either say, hey, have you talked, maybe go talk to them. Go talk to them about this. And, and instead of saying things like, I know, I, that's crazy. I never would have thought that. Well, we should probably leave, you know. Oh, you know what, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. It's too much. You know what, I can't be around him anymore. I can't be around her anymore. And it's all based on maybe a lie or a misunderstanding or a miscommunication. Oh, yeah. And when we can just go to that person and say, hey, is this, I heard this. This doesn't sound like you. Is this true? Instead, we avoid the hard moments altogether. And it's way easier just to bail. And it's way easier just to give up on the relationship. Give up on the, on the friendship. Give up on the job. Give up on the career. It gets way, way easier just to go, you know what, I'm going to slip out the back door. It's going to be easy. It's not going to be confrontational. Because a lot of us don't like confrontation. And by the way, confrontation is literally just telling the truth. And there's nothing closer to love than telling the truth. <laughs> nothing says to someone, I love you more than telling them the truth. And so when we can just be honest with them and go, I, I heard this. I don't, th- you know, it didn't sound like you. What's, what, what, what's the deal here? When we can have be that kind of courageous, what hangs in the balance is friendships, is relationships. His jobs so much hangs in the balance of just being honest and asking the questions and having the courage to look them in the eye and go, you know, is this is this true, or or what? Because this doesn't this doesn't seem right. And I'm coming to you because I you know because I'm doing the right thing and and I'm going to go directly to the person and. Because here's what happens is the enemy wants nothing more than for you to get offended, for I to get offended, and then for us to get isolated. It's offense, and then we build this offense. We build this fence up with offenses and this little, little, little offenses. And then before we know it, we're actually isolated from the other person. And there's nothing more the enemy wants than for you and I to be isolated. Because when we're isolated, when we're alone, it's, and it's, not a quick, it's not a quick game. You need to know that. Like the enemy, is, this is a long investment he is to destroy your life, destroy your family. And step one is usually always isolationism. It's usually, you know, miscommunication, uh, a misunderstanding, uh, this, this offense that comes up where you saw something and got your feelings hurt or I get my feelings hurt. Because, you know, after all, our feelings so often drive you and I. And we get our feelings hurt and, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail. And then we get isolated. And what happens is we, and, P, and by the way, people that pour gas on typically don't ever, like, turn around to look. Because if they did, they would see this trail of fires in their past. And they would look and they would go, man, I was, oh, man, oh, yeah. Yep, that, that, that house is burning down. Yep, I was a part of that conversation. Oh, yep. Yeah, I did talk to him. Oof. I didn't help things there. Man, yep, not with them anymore. Man, I'm not working at that company. Man, oof. And they see this long list of fires in their past. And typically what happens is they don't see that. And in church world, we get to, to still see those moments And it's, we've seen it, nothing surprises me anymore. I've seen it. And I've seen people who get isolated, they get real, they get offended by something real small, something real funny. And they disappear, they get isolated, and the enemy comes after them, he sifts them, he takes them out, and he works on slowly destroying their life. There was a couple in a community group we were a part of, and um, something so small and so stupid it just, is, it just, it makes, it frustrates me still to this day that they let this small thing, instead of talking about it, they just ghosted everybody and disappeared. And we found out like two weeks ago that they're actually in the middle of a divorce. And that's what most people don't see, but you know, we're still there and we're still like leaning into their life. And it's heartbreaking, and I'm not saying like, man, you know, you disappeared, you're going to get a divorce, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, man, the enemy wants nothing more than to get you isolated and alone, because when you're alone, you're cut off from your support, and when you're cut off from your support, the enemy sits back, and it is a long, long game he's after. It's not quick. You don't have an affair in a moment, man. It's six months, eight months, a year, and he's just waiting, waiting, letting you build up your own, he's not building your fences, you're building... We build our own fences of offenses. And he just drops little lies. And he asks questions. And man, what, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? It's gravity. It's just a little push. What do you, what do you think? That's crazy, right? That's, I mean, that's, that's not like God. Little, little lies, man. The enemy drops. And he says these things. And instead of doing what it says in Matthew's eyewitness account of Jesus and of going to the person we have an offense with or we're offended by or we are upset with or have an issue with or have beef with instead of going to that person, we go to everybody else. And we start these little fires, little fires, little fires, little fires. And then that's their problem. And we wonder why, why are they so offended? Why are they so angry? Why do they they not come to church anymore? Why don't they come to group anymore? Why don't they, you know, man, I, I never see them anymore. And we've moved on and we're past it, but they're still dealing with their their fires. Number two, number two, getting this right will cost you. I want to be honest about this. Getting this right will cost you. When you become the one that puts water on it instead of gasoline, when you become the one like, hey, I really think you should go to that person. Yeah, you know, I, I really think you should go talk to him. Just give him a call. I know him. That doesn't sound like him. Go give him a call. Give her a call. When we become that person, the gasoline people don't want anything to do with you. And they stop asking you to hang out. Let's just be honest, okay? They, you stop getting invited to parties and barbecues and hangouts. And you, you do, that those invitations stop because they want people that's going to pour gasoline on their fires. They don't want people that's going to pour water on it. And so what you have to do is stay true to the word of God. Stay faithful to what God's called you to do. And, and just speak life and put water on it and go, man, hey, that doesn't sound like them. I really think you need to go and do this. Go talk to them. But getting, getting it wrong will cost you way more. When we get this wrong, literally family trees hang in the balance. Generations hang in the balance. It's not just your friends, it's their kids and their kids' kids and, and their experiences. What you're doing is you're giving them this negative experience and a lot of times we give them this negative experience because a lot of times you and I are the closest things to Jesus that's around them and when we pour gasoline on their fires instead of water, they're like, well, I don't need anything to do with the church, I don't need to do anything to do with God, like this is not for me and then they don't raise their families to love Jesus and their families don't raise their families to love Jesus and all this hangs in the balance just by you and I getting this right or wrong so next time you're face to face with that man you pour water on it instead of gasoline and we're going to talk about that in this series and in, in practical ways like okay what does that what does that mean though like how do you really navigate those moments that's why you don't want to miss a single week of this series and then and then number three the tongue is small but it can do enormous damage had this great illustration plan we're not going to do it and uh, you got to come back next week, I promise. It's going to be good. Um, but I had this drone, and I was going to fly this drone in here. It was going to be great. And I, we were going to fly it, bring it down, and then I was going to take one propeller off of the drone. And it's this small little propeller, itty-bitty, eaty beedy, you know, <laughs> propeller. And then I'm like, all right, we're going to fly it again over y'all's heads. Are y'all good? And if you were in your right mind, you would say, absolutely not. I asked Joe, who leads our all-access teams, he was going to fly, I said, in your professional opinion, what would happen if we flew this drone, you know? He said, oh, it would probably land in that fourth aisle back there, and I'm like, we probably don't need to do that, and, 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 and you wouldn't be okay with that, you wouldn't be comfortable sitting there knowing this drone without missing a propeller it was going to go above your head and probably land somewhere, you'd probably be fine, um, Probably. But it's this small thing that has such power. And this thing that is so small has the ability to do so much damage. It has the ability to destroy so much. And it's this small thing. And the tongue, our tongue is the exact same way. Because we know that, man, even though this thing is small, even though the bit that's in the horse's mouth is so small, the rudder is so small. But yet it literally tells, it tells the plane, it tells the boat where to go. It tells the horse where to go. Something so small directs something so big. But not only does it do that, it holds not only curses, but it also holds life in, in its power as well. So you have the power of life and death is, in the, is literally in the tongue. Do you know the things you say mean something? They matter. And so the things that you, you do, the things that you say matters. And, and I mean, it literally has the power to destroy relationships, destroy friendships, end careers. And some of you are here or you're watching online and you're like, that's me. It, my tongue has cost me so much. We were honest, but man, that's me. It's cost me so much. I've lost relationships. I've lost friendships. All because I could not control my tongue. And whether it was like gossip and slander and like, you know, causing dissension, or maybe it was just popping off and getting angry and going, you know what, I'm gonna let you have it. And you were quick to anger. The power of the tongue is, it's so, so wild because the tongue is so small, but yet it can do enormous things. It can do enormous, enormous damage. And so I want to ask you this question real fast and we're going to close today where is your tongue taking you the same way that you know the rudder of a ship determines the direction of the ship words spoken by your tongue determine the direction of your life and it's literally pointed one way Or another, and the question is where is your tongue pointing your life? Is it pointing you to life? Or is it pointing you to fires? If you were to look back on your life, would you look back and see fire, 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 fire? Or would you look back and go, yeah, some people have walked away from me because they couldn't handle the water. But I was faithful to put water on that. Because, by the way, you can't control what, what happens when you throw water on it. They have to make a choice, too. And you leave that to God, but you are fully responsible for what your tongue does. And you're fully responsible, and I am fully responsible for deciding and making that choice. And it is a choice. Do I put water on it? Do I put gasoline on it? Do I honor God with my tongue? Or do I burn the house down? And we would never say that, right? We never say that out loud. But James is so clear when he talks about this. It just takes this tiny, itty bitty spark and it starts this wildfire. Nobody had any clue the damage the fires were gonna do. And if you've seen the videos, there's videos where these people are literally surrounded on all sides by this engulfing fire and it is terrifying and it is massive and it is encircling, but it started with a spark, something so small. And the words you say are those sparks. The words I say, they're these sparks. And I have to make a decision. The next time somebody comes to me and they, oh, they're ready, mm. what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to say, yeah, ah, I yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. I, I'm so appalled. Or are we going to live differently now that we've been exposed to this truth? And are we going to go, hey, let's go talk to him? Hey, I care about you enough to be honest with you. I think the enemy's coming after you right now. Like this doesn't, I think you know this doesn't seem like that person. Let's call him. Let's talk. Let's not let the enemy win this one. He's won enough. Let's shut these down. I want you to bow your head. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I just want to ask you this question, really simple. And if you struggle with this, I want to pray for you. I want to ask right now for you to be honest. No one's looking but me. If that's you and and you struggle with the tongue, whether that's gossip or whether that is getting angry and shooting off and just not being able to control it, if you struggle with that, will you put your hand up right now? Just keep your hand up. We're going to pray for you. I want to pray over you today. Keep your hand up. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. Lord, we are so grateful for your truth. God, I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's raising their hand, God, their honesty, God, their humility to say, I need help here. I pray for the ones that maybe didn't raise their hand, but they know deep inside this is something I struggle so hard with. God, I thank you, Lord, that your word is not a word of condemnation. Lord, I thank you that your word really is shame off of you, but it's by your kindness, Lord, that it leads us to repentance because, Lord, we need to repent. And so we ask you right now to help us. Lord, I thank you that you are a God that loves us enough to meet us where we're at, to lean in, to love us exactly, exactly where we're at. That you don't leave us in our mess, but instead I pray, Lord, that you would, God, give us the courage to be able to to the next time that we wanna get angry and just rise up and go, you know what, you are. I pray, Lord, that you would give us peace and trust in you that you are in control, that you would give us the courage to surrender that moment to you. And Lord, I pray the next time that somebody comes to our table and is just wanting some gasoline and they're angry and they've built their case, Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength, Lord, the wisdom and the courage, Lord, to lean in and to do what's right, regardless of what it cost us. We love you. I pray this over everyone here, everyone watching online, everyone in Gulf Breeze with their hands up right now. And right now, with every head still bowed, every eye closed right now, I pray and I ask this question, do you know Jesus? If today was the last day of your life, do you know where you would spend eternity? And if you don't, would you want to? Because God's word is so clear that when we take our last breath here on this earth we will spend eternity somewhere and without Jesus the sin that we have separates us from God Almighty and not only does it separate us it separates us for all eternity. And without Jesus, we would spend eternity separated from God. And that would be a really awful place to stop the story. But that's not where your story stops. And that's not where my story stops. Because God, in his ultimate love for you and for me, did not leave us in our sin. Instead, he sent his only son, Jesus, who lived 33 years here on this earth who walked, who talked, who faced every temptation of sin that you and I do. And yet he did not sin. He lived a perfect life and he gave his life as a ransom for your sin and for my sin. And that all we would have to do is call on him, is ask him to be the Lord and the savior of our life, to believe in him, to trust in him, and, by, and God's word says that we would be saved. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. With every head bowed, every eye still closed right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, why don't you repeat after me? And you're not praying to me, you're not praying through me, I'm just a, just a dude, just a person. I want you to repeat after me, and if you've given your life to Jesus before, I want you to pray this with those that are going to pray this for the very first time in support. Say, dear Jesus, I love you. I admit, everybody together, say, I admit I'm a sinner. I've messed up, made mistakes, and I need a Savior. I believe You, Jesus, lived a perfect life and died on the cross for my sin. And I confess that Jesus is Lord and ask for you to come into my life and teach me how to live. Amen, amen. Every eye looking up, everyone online looking up. If that was you, we'd love to celebrate with you. And that decision is the best decision you've ever made or will ever make. And so in just a second, we're gonna to count to three and we're all gonna get really excited. And if that was you, I just wanna keep your hand, I want you to raise your hand so we could celebrate with you. But I want you to text us, it's really simple. You get your phone out, text, say, Jesus made me new. And then text this number on the screen, 850-296-7344. We would love to celebrate with you and put resources in your hands that are going to help you on your journey of following Jesus. So in just a second, if that was you, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to let us know in the comments. Say, Jesus made me new. All right, church. One, two, three. If that was you, keep your hand up.